Hey guys. Brandon here. <laughs> and I'm Brittany. <laughs> Welcome back to the pumpkin patch. Hell yeah, brother. I'm sorry, but I think I just had amnesia. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Already fucking up. <laughs> I locked eyes with Brittany. I was like, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> you look like a deer in the head. Like, like, help me. <laughs> I was like, can you yeah, send me a flashcard or something? What? <laughs> Line? Line. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. I'm sorry. Um, all right, guys. Um, before we get started, we have somebody in the pumpkin patch. We pumpkin patch we like to introduce now he's dropping his mic <sighs> mic drop not the good one we have somebody we like to introduce um somebody's not very special to me <laughs> i'm just kidding um my niece guys has joined us today uh leticia why don't you introduce yourself well, i think you just did yeah i think well, you did that for me appreciate you tell me about yourself <laughs> who are you um, I feel like I am probably the most special person, if you really want me to get technical here, but okay, anyway. Brittany, what do you guys say about that? I'll let her have it. This is her one episode. <laughs> okay. Um, this is going to be the one that gets y'all famous, so talk crazy if you want. But, um, yeah, I am Brandon's niece. Uh, I live here in Charleston as well. I am a hairstylist. been doing hair for five years. She do pretty good. I'll give her that. She does mine. God bless her. And that's a full-time job, baby. Blocks her day out for Brittany and all. <laughs> no. I don't do that, but I do put her on my schedule sometimes. But, um, yeah. So, I've been doing hair for five years. I love what I do. I work for myself, but definitely don't see that long-term. So, yeah. It's a little bit about me. So, if you could be anywhere you and money wasn't an issue, where would you be? Um, I would either be living in Texas or Charlotte. I would, um, be an influencer and have multiple, um, uh, properties, uh, salons. Damn. I was just saying where you would be at. I ain't say you own a property. Yeah. I would own a few properties that would be able to create some passive income for me. So I can live out this dream of, uh, being a trophy wife. <laughs> Hell yeah. Trophy wife, but not the trophy body. Shut up, you fat bitch. Oh, boy. I'm glad there's somebody else to be a target this time. Absolutely, and I cannot wait. <laughs> Let these little jokes fly. You may get a pass for today. Big target. Right. Look who's talking. Broadside of the barn over there. <laughs> <laughs> but to start off the show like we usually do, Brittany, how was your week? Hello. Um, How was my week? Oh, well, you know, busy. I... Am the boss now, as we've mentioned several times on the episode. So that means that my schedule gets all screwed up whenever I have to fill in for other people. So I went from day shift to night shift, back to day shift. You know. Well, that's what happens when you take the money. (laughs) Thanks. I didn't get a weekend off because I had to work. But that's fine because one of my people had the flu. So, I mean, I'd rather be at work than suffering from the flu. So I guess there's that. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Honestly, just work. I was, it was fine. Nothing bad happened, but just work. Nothing fun. How was yours? Pretty good. Same thing. And not much going on. It's Damn. just a bunch of, uh, Being an work. adult sucks. Right. The highlight of my day is I found some toilet paper on sale. <laughs> <laughs> you get excited about that when you get old. Found this for $2 off, but I spent $10 in gas to get here. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Electric baby. 
and the day your batteries are no longer good, I'm going to drive right on by you and wave, you pony-ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Leticia, how was your week? Um, well, my week, wait, are we talking about last week? Or this week? Our timeline is off. Okay. Um, my week was so good. Um, I went You gonna talk about next week? (laughs) You gonna talk about the future, huh? No, I thought you were talking about the week that we're on right now or last week, but anyway. The week just started. We're Wednesday. Okay, anyway. Um, so anyway, my week last week was so good. I went to Tennessee this past weekend and that was a lot of fun. What part? Uh, Gatlinburg, um, Pigeon Forge area. Oh. Myrtle Beach in the mountains. Uh, Myrtle Beach of the Mountains. <laughs> Facts. A lot of fun. Facts. Uh, just went to celebrate my best friend's daughter turning one. So happy birthday! Yep, shout out to her. Um, but yeah, outside of that, that was probably the most of my the highlight of my week. I'm... How long was the drive? Well, what should have been a five and a half hour drive turned into an eight hour drive. So to say Oof. that I didn't want to pull over and set the Smoky Mountains on fire would have been <laughs> an understatement. But you know, whatever. You can prevent four fires. You beat me to it. <laughs> it just it came naturally. I just couldn't help myself. I, I did be producing the four <laughs> I did forget one thing for mm-hmm. the highlight of my week. I bought so many cute decorations for my office. So many. I don't want to talk about how much money I've spent, but let's just say the new Amazon office being built was funded by me. Anyway, so single handedly good for you. I mean, I was I was a lot extra. I've never had my own office before, so yeah. But anyway, so my car is still full of Amazon boxes, and I've been enjoying this process so much that every day when I go to work, I just bring in one box at a time. So it's like Christmas every day for me, and I don't even know what it is. I just grab the box and I open it, and I'm like, yeah, I remember getting this, and then I set it up. And today it was a little potted fake plant thingy, but the plant the pot has a face on it and little glasses, and it's adorable. You have more patience than me. Aww. As soon as I get a package, I'm ready to open it. I ain't got no patience for Facts. that. He could be walking up, and I'm opening it before he walks yep. off the driveway. I'm My, yep, that there package. it is. Yep, this I is need mine. To know. <laughs> um, before we go into what we're going to talk about today, we have to do he said, she said. Because we haven't did it. Well, we did it last time, but the phone died. But this time, my phone was power, baby. Oh yeah, I got it. And there was a funny one the other night. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to that one, but we're gonna go down the list because we only did number one from last time. Uh. The uh, the next one on this list, um, <laughs> uh, I told Brittany, I was like, I heard what you said, bitch. And what does Brittany come back with? You got something about niche or goats? <laughs> I swear, selective hearing. But she wants to talk about me and the way I hear. I don't understand it. Well, the funny thing is, when that happened, we were literally sitting in a car together, and you were literally right by my side. So what's I don't know what's wrong with me. My brain? Useless. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. I don't know. It's broken. But it's okay, because me and Leticia used to do the same thing a lot of times, too, but she just blatantly ignored my ass. Well, so at least you got something in the process. You do that to me, so. I still do ignore you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> And so, just to talk a little bit about me and Leticia. So, we, I mean, obviously she's my niece, but through our lifetime, we've grown up a lot together like brother and sister. Yeah, um, definitely a whole bunch of brother and sister right. kind and of activities. And we fought just like brother and sister. He used to shoot me with a pellet gun when he was, what kind of gun was <laughs> I'm he? not trying to lose Here's my job. <laughs> Shut your ass up. <laughs> 
and then bribe me and take me to my, CVS or Walmart. My favorite thing was, I remember the time I cooked my phone up to, this is back when Bluetooth was just mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, I put Michael Myers' music playing up there, and she came running out. She's like, I'm scared. I'm I like, would go run outside. I was like, take place. your ass inside. It's fine. I would just laughing out there, laughing out the front window. Everybody's like, what the fuck is he doing? Or just he would my niece. give me Indian burn and like twist my arm so damn hard. <laughs> and that's a big arm to be twisted, and, baby. And shut up. <laughs> I was all of seven. Excuse the fuck out of me. And then he it's would go big. tickle me and be like, and then when I would be crying, they come out and say, she's just laughing. No, she's bitch. Just, she's just I'm, joking. It's okay. He just hurt me. <laughs> But they don't believe me. Uh, nope. Nope. Because all she do, at least you weren't like somebody else we know to always be crying. And if you mm. hear this, you know who you is. I hope you know who you is. <laughs> At your big age. Oof. <laughs> well, I got to be big age. Y'all throw, y'all throwing that word big out a lot today, especially while we were eating. I don't like it. Oh, so you feel seen? No. I just feel like, <laughs> what'd you say? One more time. I said, well, have you seen yourself? Have you seen y'all selves? <laughs> I'm sorry. We We're not a, talking about us right now. We got a rose bush over here, and we got. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. you I'm sorry. You got Yellowstone on your shirt. Look like the whole barn. Ha. It's a good one. Yeah. Everybody else in this room is laughing. <laughs> and fuck them hoes. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Once I figure out what to call you, bitch, I'm coming back for you. Oh. <sighs> uh-huh. So today's uh, topic actually is coming from my niece. We actually had a conversation while we were on the phone, um, and she brought up some great points, and I think that's something we barely touched on last time, or time before last, but it's a little bit different. Um, you care to tell them what we were talking about? Um, yeah, so essentially we were talking about um, impacts that have happened in our lives where we were uncomfortable and uh what they brought to us as far as being positive about them like everything that has made us really uncomfortable most times has had a positive impact in our lives um even if we did it scared um did it with the unknown did it with fear in our hearts it still somehow came out for the greater good of whatever that thing was um so yeah we were definitely talking a lot about what being uncomfortable looked like for us and what our lives look like now based on the risk and uncomfortability that happened because of that. Well, since you uh, brought up the conversation, how about you lead us off? What's something that I guess you would say um, the situation in your life where you made a decision to do something and you felt uncomfortable by it and then either good or bad, you know, what was the outcome of it? Um, I would say there was two major things that happened in my life that had made me uncomfortable and have had a positive impact in who I am today uh, and also has given me a lot of gratitude for where I am today. Um, The first one being moving to Charleston from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I uh, didn't know what to expect. I knew nobody here other than my grandparents and my uncle, um, which my uncle was still pretty young at the time doing his own thing. I'm still young. (laughs) Fair enough. But he was in his younger years going out with his friends, um, doing things that really I couldn't be a part of because at the time I was only 17 and he was probably a whopping 22, 23. Yeah, what bad bitches be doing. Yeah. (laughs) So with that being said, um, I I came here with nobody or nothing other than my two grandparents and my uncle. And I was actually not exactly wanting to move here. Uh, I was just in a 
environment that I knew I had nowhere to grow in. Um, was this uh, the the environment you're talking about? Was this the one we talked about? The one the I ain't trying to loud nobody out just in case they listen to this, but uh, you know what environment we're talking about? Um, where like when you had just my, finished my school? Living situation yes. Okay. Time. Okay. Just make sure if we're on the same page. Um. Yeah. It. It just. Well, I can honestly, I could say this out loud. Me and my mom's husband never got along uh, the greatest. And uh, I was always really uncomfortable. So, and not that he ever did anything or anything like that. I just knew where I stood with him. And it wasn't like I was his stepdaughter. So, I made the decision that the day of my graduation, which seven years ago was June 13th, I packed all my things up in a U-Haul that same day and drove to Charleston. And I was in shambles. I was crying. I didn't know what to expect. My grandma looked at me and said, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. And I said, no, I really have no other option. Like, let's just go. And, and you graduated early too, didn't you? Mm -hmm, I graduated in three years. Was so, it because of the environment you're in or you just wanted to Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I hated high school, actually. Hated every part of it. It's all garbage. Ain't nothing good about high school. They say those are the best years of your life, but honestly, I think it was the worst. I believe it. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, everybody has fun, but nah, it was, it's, it's, an, it's, it's, an, it's a no for me. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, uh, moving here and, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, at the time I was with this boy for like two years and we had just went through a breakup. He got a girl pregnant, which, eh, whatever. Um, so then all that. Is this the YouTube one or the other one that y'all were? <laughs> we can do away with that. Okay. I'm no, I'm, I'm not even trying to play you. I was being serious. I didn't know if it was the YouTube one or the one that y'all went to the American International Hotel or something like that. <laughs> I'm about to say she has. <laughs> I remember getting a text message. She's like, "What kind of hotel is this?" I'm like, "Baby, you he need to said run." Anything that ends with America, best in. Yeah. Can't say. <laughs> Get rid of it. So yeah, uh, um, I had moved here and didn't know what to expect. I just all all I knew, I didn't even have a car at this time because my mom wouldn't buy me no car in high school. You, I walked to work every day. Um, so I moved here, didn't have a car, didn't have anything, nothing lined up. I just knew I wanted to go to cosmetology school and I needed to get to working immediately. So I had a job three weeks later and got enrolled into cosmetology school by August, uh, the beginning of August and did a year of that and been doing hair ever since. Um, and then the second time I was really uncomfortable was... Well, before we keep rolling on you, let's give you a break for a second. Okay. Um, and actually I have a question for you to follow up with what you just told us. Um, if you had the opportunity to change anything about what you decided to do, would you? No. So you do it exactly the same all over again, if you could. Yes, I would. Um, I just, I mean, I, even now I still don't see myself staying in Charleston long-term. However, right. yes, I absolutely plan. I would have did it the same exact way. Right. And I don't think very, I mean, like, especially when you're younger, and I agree with it too, because, I mean, you're I'm still only 29. But I don't think there's a lot of old money here and there's not really, I guess to say opportunity to really like grow, grow. If like you're doing your own business or like in, in your particular profession, um, it's a little bit harder for you to get, once they get around, but like, it's, you know, even like downtown, where are you going to build? What are you going to do? Like, there's only so much land that's available down here. Cause we're right by the ocean. So like, I guess the opportunities are limited, but Brady. Hi. You awake over there? I am. So I'm tell still me. here. Fill me in. Tell me something. Tell me something. <laughs> Tell me something good besides well, them fucking roses. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. By the way, he's talking about the shirt that I'm wearing, and 
He always gives me shit about wearing the Look same clothes. Look at my grandma's curtains. <laughs> <Shut the fuck laughs> I literally wear the same clothes all the time because I hate shopping. Mm-hmm. So I'll find something and it's like, all right, this will do. And I just rewash it over and over. Right. You got somebody, grandma on my couch cover on right now. How you feel? <laughs> so whenever he finally like starts giving me shit about a particular shirt, I make sure I wear it all the time. Like my little purple Hardy's shirt, Hardy star. Have the day you deserve. <laughs> yeah. With a number five. <laughs> anyway, off topic. Anyway. So yeah, mine's kind of a repeat of what she said, except my story's a little bit different. Um, I came to Charleston for the first time when I was a kid, like, I don't know, probably 10, maybe, I don't know. But I came with a friend of mine and we went downtown and I remember going back and I told my parents, I am going to move there when I get old enough. And I come from a very small town, very small town when people, where people literally know everybody. And then I came from a family where, I mean... I hate when people say prominent because that kind of means rich and that's not what I mean because we were definitely not rich. But just prominent. You had a golf cart and lived by the lake. You were rich. (laughs) No, we definitely weren't. But when I say prominent, I just mean like everybody would look at me and be like, oh, you're you're Randy's daughter. And I was like, yes. And they already knew everything about me. And they knew my dad and literally nothing stayed a secret in that town. So people have a tendency to not leave town because... It's so close-knit that you become, they become comfortable, and, but I knew that I wanted to move to Charleston from the time I was little, and I always stuck by that, and when I got old enough, I uh, decided I was going to leave, and it was really hard because I was very close with my parents. I had never been out on my own before. I've lived a very sheltered life because my mom was, like, scared to death something was going to happen to me. She sheltered the shit out of me. So for me to get up and move to a big city like Charleston, first of all, she did not want me to lo- to go. She was begging me not to leave. And uh, she was like, are you really sure you want to go there? There's a lot of crime there. <laughs> yeah, because Manning is so safe. <laughs> I mean, it, it was back then. There's a lot of, of stuff. Well, not a lot. What it's changed? Pretty, it's still pretty safe. But there's a lot of gangs now. Is or there? gang crime grain gang violence grain grain violence yep that <laughs> rice and pasta but i mean was it really that i mean again don't take this the wrong way but like moving from just manning to charleston is only what a two and a half hour drive like is not it, even that it's like yeah. an hour do you really feel like that changed you a lot whenever you moved down there i think it changed the course of my life mm-hmm. um what do you think you would have been doing differently if you would have stayed in manning i if anybody from this town listens to this, they're going to be so offended. No. I mean, what? You get shop at the Aldi's? <laughs> oh, there's no Aldi. Uh, not Aldi. Sorry. Uh, IGA. IGA. My, what? You ain't going to be the general manager IGA? I mean, honestly, the the job opportunities there were like slim to none. Could I have become a dispatcher at the sheriff's office? Maybe. Although my dad was sheriff at the time, so I don't know if that would have even been a possibility. Um, But other than that, I'd be either some admin at some office somewhere or working at Walmart or Piggly Wiggly and that's not a slam towards anybody but there's not a lot of career opportunities that set you on a path to make a lot of money not that I make a lot of money now by any means but I'm talking like I would have been in the trenches baby I think you still are from where your building is currently located well I mean where my new office building is located, we are absolutely in the trenches. I think you, you're lower than the trenches, baby. You in the basement. <laughs> Y'all are struggling. But, um, 
I mean, honestly, and I, I just, I feel like I would still be, mm, <laughs> I'm going to be canceled by everybody in, in Manning. I feel like Manning still has a tendency to be very closed-minded. Yeah. And um, not progressive in any way whatsoever. And they are very much always in your business, especially whenever you come from, from a family that's well-known and... There was, I'd probably be wrapped up in some stupid ass drama and everybody would still know my business. And I feel like that town is very conservative and I am more progressive. And that became very clear during like political seasons where (laughs) I would see things people post on Facebook and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I got out of that town and actually saw the world a little bit and have been able to open my mind because people are still so closed-minded there because they just haven't experienced life and then met people outside of their little circle of, you know, where they're the same type of person and like the same types of things. And I have friends from every race, sexual orientation, political views, whatever, and I love all of them and we're able to be friends and hang out and still have a good time whereas in Manning it'd be like oh you have a different view from me absolutely you're shunned and get the fuck out of my face fair enough I mean I'm sure there's people that'll listen to this and absolutely disagree with me but I just felt like I would have definitely not grown and not opened my mind to things that I've that I now have well, that's the beauty of it. It's your opinion. I mean, right. and it's based off what you believe because this is what you've seen. And like you said, you've traveled, you've seen things, and, you know, this is why you think that it is. So. Yeah, and I'm just thankful I've met people that have, you know, shown You're me. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I do be loving the gays. <laughs> I wasn't referring to that. Oh, well, what else would you be referring to? What else have you shown me? To be friends with Hispanic people. Um. Yeah, you might be right. Well, 37%. 36 <laughs> let's be fair <laughs> but um yeah what's your that's that's my main one that i think of because it was definitely a culture shock i have to say even though it's only an hour down the road charleston is a some parts of charleston or it was it was a lot going from a small ass town where the biggest thing we had was from walmart to this big city and for those of who have never been to Charleston or don't live in the area, because I know there's a couple of people that listen from like Washington State and New York City, Charleston is not a very big city. Right. It, it is a decent sized city for the area that we're in, um, given the fact that it's surrounded by two waterways and it's literally just like a little nugget downtown. Um, and for those of you who don't know this, that the tallest building can't be taller than the cross on the biggest church in Charleston. So yep. any of you knew that. That's why it's called the Holy City. Yep. But, I mean, it's funny because I always say the big, like, I moved to a big city and people are like, dude, Charleston is not a big city. And I get that. But when you're from a town where it's like two stoplights and a bunch of cornfields, it was a big city to me. Hmm. So it was a big shock. But Hmm. what was the, what's one of thing that you did that, yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks for the handoff. (laughs) Real fucking smooth. Um, so instead of doing the same thing, all of you said, cause yes, I can easily say moving from Raleigh down here. Babe, was, you just love moving. I know. I don't love moving. I just would love to, I've been down here for a long time. I do know that it would be better for me to, I would love to go federal for the job that I'm looking for. 
it's just it's very hard to come by and it's more money to be made everywhere else and if i decide to come back to charleston and make it home forever when i get older so be it but you know i've always feel like i'm that nomadic spirit like i would always like to travel and see stuff and go places my niece would like to point out the fact that i keep wanting to go to uh, turks and caicos <laughs> yeah, he wants to travel and see the world, but he keeps wanting to go to church and kick Because it. it's my happy place. It's I'll the go weirdest I... thing in the whole entire world. If you ask me, there's a thousand and one beautiful places that are just as beautiful as Turks and Caicos, but he wouldn't know because he doesn't go to any other. She acts so cultured and traveled, but she just went on her first cruise and went to the okay, Bahamas. Have you ever went on a cruise? I don't really don't I only so. do. I'm like, I can I fly everywhere. I'm international, Bahamas. baby. I've been to both coasts. <laughs> I never, what about you? I never went to the Bahamas, so oh, Wherever the hell you went. I went to Jamaica. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Can you say you wow. ever been there? Nope, don't no. need to because I don't want to go. I don't want to smoke nothing. Which we did say, getting off topic, we did say when we left last time that we wanted to go somewhere different next time. And I do agree with that. I do want to go somewhere. To, I mean, I know we both talk about going to Switzerland all the time. And we definitely will do that. But I also want our friends to go with with us to Turks and Caicos and be like, this is why we love it so much. And then after that, then we'll go somewhere different. Or right. why don't think- y'all travel, go do the shebang with your friends, and then make that like one of your last ones be like, but this is where it all started. Well, why not be like, this is where, this is why we like to travel. Because it's not, it's not difficult for people who don't like flying. I think that's one of the biggest things, too. Because, I mean, Switzerland is what, like a 12, 13-hour flight, maybe even longer. Something like that. Yeah. So, like, for people who don't like flying, to go to Turks and Caicos from Charleston is, what, three hours? If you fly directly in. Yeah. We went to Charlotte and flew directly into Turks and Caicos. It was, like, a three-hour flight just to get there. But... If we flew into Florida last time, it was like an hour and 25 minutes. So it wasn't long. Like, it's not too far off the coast. Yes, it does require people to have a passport. So some people don't have that. <gasps> Excuse me. Hiccup. <laughs> um, some people don't have that. So that's another process. Some people don't want to pay the extra money. But giving them that time to, like, go and travel. Like, who doesn't want to go to a nice tropical island where just blue waters and drift away? Like, if drift away. I'd be like, the people in the submarine, I'd be fine. Oh, lay on my back. so sick. <laughs> okay, but there's a thousand and one beautiful islands that are clear and beautiful and amazing. Right, and I'm going to that one. You go to ones you want to, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, we got off topic. So what have you gone through in your life that was uncomfortable? So I could say the whole moving thing, but I think probably the, one of the biggest ones that impacted me when I was younger was joining the military. Um, The the process to join, like, I've always wanted to do, like, civil service. If the, if you hear, like, static, it's actually just raining really hard outside. And if you hear us running, there was a tornado earlier found, like, down <laughs> in Monk's Corner. Baby, if I see one, I'm running. Brittany, God bless, because I know you ain't going to make it. <laughs> just push me. I'll roll down there. Pushy. I'm not trying to put holes in the house. <sighs> but, no. Um, joining the Army when I was – I joined at 17. So, in order to join at 17, you have to have your parents' permission to join. So, like, my dad was all for it. He's like, you know, you're going to college or you're going to uh, the military. And, baby, with a 1.8. <laughs> that was your only option. <laughs> yeah, that was my only option, baby. I ain't <laughs> Unless I go to DeVry. Unless you <laughs> nope. literally became the manager at Piggly Wiggly. Right. I'm going to IGA with Brittany. <laughs> Y'all would have met there if you wouldn't have met. <laughs> ITT Tech. Or what, no, what did that bitch say? I'm going to the International uh, Institute of Technology. <laughs> bitch, you're going to ITT Tech. <laughs> Damn. Um, but I joined at an early age and it, so I was, um, you go into like this program for like, it shouldn't be more than a few months, but I entered in for a year because I, I had got done, but there was no like basic training. Like it's called one station unit training for like your whole time you're there. The next one didn't start until like July. Well, I finally came, I think it's like 
three, I think I was there for about a year, just in this program until I left. Then once the time hit, then I went to Fort Leonard, Missouri, and our drill sergeants wanted July 4th off, so we didn't start until after July 4th. I think it was the 6th we got picked up, and that's when we started our basic training. But anybody that's ever been in the military, whether Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, whatever, you know, no matter what you went through, it's always a awkward time because you're going through something that no, not very many people go through. I think it's less than 1% of the population of the United States is eligible and willing to join the military. So you're in this environment with a bunch of random strangers that you don't know much. I remember the first time I was in basic and I met the dude that was like living in the bunk bed below me. I was like, hey man, I'm Vega. He's like, and uh, if you're listening to this, Davis reached our hands beside the bunk and we shook hands in the middle of the night. I'm like, all right, don't move. I think we're going to get in trouble because they were like, the drill sergeants were walking around at night to make sure you weren't fucking around. But for like nine months of my life, I was in an environment that was, you know, you had to perform or you got kicked out. Um, and they didn't want you. I mean, let me phrase it. They wanted you because the war in Afghanistan was still going on. Um, so like you're put into a an environment that you you conform to them and they mold you how they want you and it, it instills you know values in you um it, it teaches you a lot about yourself like what you think you can do and what you know you can actually do are two different things it you learn a lot about yourself um because don't get me wrong the first day i was like man fuck this shit send me back to north carolina i'm out this place <laughs> fuck all these hoes i yeah. don't care there's no way I could have done that. And, and you, you've showed me your video when you arrived at basic training. I was like, I would have immediately left. Yeah, and which was funny because I'll tell you the story while I was there, which is hilarious. So I was, we got off the bus and everybody's yelling at you to hurry up and like go stand in like a line so they can get accountability, make sure everybody's getting separated into their platoon. And I, um, one of the drill sergeants come up and I was like trying to look around, but they're like, you know, put your head in your bag. We don't want you to look around. You literally just do what we're telling you to do. And of course he's putting it, I'm putting it a lot nicer than what he was telling me. So he's just telling me to put my head in my bag. Well, I thought he said, put your hat in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so I take my hat off, roll it up, put it in my bag. He's like, no, not your, you know, your fucking hat. I'm talking about your head. Put it in your goddamn bag. I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, so you can't fucking talk to me? You can't respond? Have you never had a fucking conversation? <laughs> and of course, this is putting a lot lighter than what it was, but it's hard. Not, and people think, man, that's really funny. No, it's not funny. Not at the moment it no, wasn't. No, it was not. Because I was like, man, I had to do this for nine fucking months. Um, and then, and trust me, it was uncomfortable. It was a lot. And, you know, once you get to the very end, you finally realize like, man, it wasn't that bad. And it wasn't like, would I go back and do it again? Knowing what I know now? Yes. But if I was back then when I didn't know shit, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, but you know, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot and I met, you know, it, it set me on the path and I met a lot of people that I won't ever forget. Like even the, me and, um, we called each other battle buddies and that's what they refer to as because usually you're always in pairs. So that way it's accountability and also you don't fucking go anywhere without somebody. But uh, me and uh, Davis, we're still friends on Facebook. Like he's out of the military just like I was. He went active and I was in the National Guard. Um, and hilarious enough, we always talked about how like, you know, the National Guard doesn't ever deploy anywhere. He never went anywhere and he was active duty. I went overseas to Afghanistan within three months of coming home from basic training. I was like, what do you mean I'm leaving? <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're not staying here long. You're about to go. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, well, what are the fruits that you feel like you... Ha what was the positive impact of that? Um, like, how do you think that has uh, affected your life in a positive way today? Nothing. Absolutely. Let me stop playing. Um, no, I think it... 
so like I grew up in a, I mean, everybody knows this already. I grew up in a very rough childhood ish environment. Um, and so I was mature for my age, but I think that kind of solidified, like, you know, it taught me a lot. It taught me to be independent. You know, it gave me the tools, I think, in my opinion, that helped translate to my job and my work ethic at work. Um, because like when I'm at work, you know, even though we joke about it, you know, we're talking about, oh, we never want to be at work and all that stuff that I, I feel like that drive that I had in the military has translated to work because I don't like anybody. Like if you go to a job and your only goal is to get your paycheck, I don't like that. Like if you're not willing to grow, not willing to, you know, I want to say spread your wings, but like if there is no end game for you, then I feel like that's just a waste. And I feel like had I not, you and that chapstick were me. I'm gonna sorry. Fight, put it on the desk or the <laughs> windowsill. Yes, sir. Um, but like having that, and I think that caused me to actually put like instill like goals. Like, look, just because you're going to go and join the military, I didn't have a plan. But now that I joined, I learned like, okay, cool. Now this is a stepping stone to where I want to go here. And that's most of my life is like, I'm going to go here to get here. This is where I want to be. And this is what I want to do at the end of the goal. Because baby, I want my house on the ocean with the boat. You know, that's what I want. I want to be a trophy wife, like Leticia said. <laughs> Do you feel Ish. like, would you say that if you would have stayed in the military, that would have um, been a more comfortable situation because you knew what to expect? You knew what you were going to be bringing in? You knew that things were going to be paid for? Um, no, so I've, it would, I wouldn't say comfortable because even when I went active duty um, and we went overseas, like nothing was like planned, nothing was. I swear they change their minds like y'all be changing outfits to go somewhere. <laughs> it, it, it's mind blowing because like you know, hey, be here at this time. We're gonna leave here. Nope. Now we're gonna leave earlier than we were supposed to, and then we will miss half the people. And yeah, so I think that reason I didn't want to stay in is because I saw that there were some things that weren't gonna. It would look good on a resume, but other than that, it wasn't gonna. In my opinion, it wasn't gonna help me get to where I wanted to any faster. So I did my six years. Did my two. It's kind of like a. Uh, reserve status so like say if shit pops off and they needed people they could reactivate me and i go back in again but after i finished those two and then i hit my eight baby i, I feel bad for y'all bitches because guess what y'all wanted to be combat arms <laughs> now y'all are deployable too and if they ever hit a draft which they don't ever will but y'all names is on that list so good luck. you really Peace. think they gonna take me yeah what, what the fuck am i gonna do a shield body bag fuck <laughs> 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 you uh. I just remember, I'm, I'm glad you're out, because I remember that time you had to go wherever you went for two weeks, and I, I thought me Fort and Shakira Stewart. were going to fucking have a meltdown. All I did was drive down to Fort Stewart, play outside for a few days. And I was like, where's my best friend? I thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. I posted a Snapchat as a meerkat filter, and I was like, where, oh, where has my face Still gone? got it. Yep. It looks weird. I, every year, I see it on my memories. Yeah. Tease you. What, uh... Tell me something. You got your tongue pierced? Yeah, you've not known that? When did you do that? Like a month and a half ago. You, you... fucking whore. <laughs> Take it out your mouth right now. Nope. You can tell he doesn't watch your Snapchat stories. Literally. Piece Literally. of shit. I be, I be keeping up. I got my tongue pierced a month ago, baby. That's right, because we talked about you eating. I was like, man, that must be hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your memory fucking sucks. Well, if I just remember that comment I made, mm-hmm. it really can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Besides your move, give me something good. Mm, okay. Tell me. Speak to me. Um, And then, like, the second one I was going to bring up was when I first started working for myself, Um, that was probably 
the most scariest thing I'd ever did because I had, which quick little backstory, I moved to Pennsylvania for a short period of time because I thought I wanted to go pursue ministry school. Um, and to be fair, and I ain't going to ever mention what? this, this will probably be the only time and you can play this back. That's fine. That'll be the only time I was like, man, she's leaving me. <laughs> no. Is it? And if anybody else listened to this, yes, she's my favorite niece. You ain't supposed to have favors, but she's my favorite. Oh, no comment. <laughs> I don't have any I'm other just, uncles. <laughs> I'm just shook that you wanted to go into ministry. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, thought ass bitches over here talking about, I'm going to praise Jesus. You, okay. Okay, let me stop. I ain't, I ain't, re- ain't going to try to read you yet. Okay. Yet. Okay. But um, so I, the reason I wanted to go into that, which, uh, just to make this real quick, um, I, want, I want to be an influencer, which, um, Eventually, I would love to be a public speaker. Were you using Jesus to get likes? No. <laughs> Is that what you no. were saying by influencer? No, but eventually, that would I would want to become a public speaker, which then I would love to be able to bring the Lord into this. But to be able to know it on a, um, to understand it in a different light. Uh, so I wanted to to go through that to see what what would come of that, and if the Lord had another plan for me while I was there, then that would have been that. But I didn't even make it a month. <laughs> um, moved there and moved right back. Uh, so, right. yeah. I had... She realized she couldn't follow the Holy Spirit while she's so <laughs> doing things that were in the Bible you ain't supposed to be doing. Okay. Well, like I would have never knew about that if Monica wasn't teaching me at a young age. So. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I told you how to get this bag. I ain't teach you how to do all that. <laughs> he told me how to get the bag. He told me how to play these hoes. He told me. Shut up. Ain't nobody tell you nothing. Oh, we have come full circle. Um. So anyway, Shut I am up. who I am today because Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah. Uh. Anybody tell you to follow that me? happened in October of 2020. I moved back. March or no I moved back um that same month well the end of that month I was back in the salon I left um before I went to Pennsylvania I was there till March I didn't I got a little bit of my clients back but I didn't get nearly as much as I had did you you finished your cosmetology stuff before you went up there right yeah I was already doing hair for two and a half years I was about to say I couldn't remember whenever three years because I didn't know if it was ministry school the I couldn't remember. No. It's been, I mean, it's three years ago. Two and a half, three years. Um, I had been doing hair at this point. Um, but I got a little bit of my clients back, but not nearly as much. And um, March of that year of 2021, I decided it was time for me to step out and start working for myself and stop getting um, half of my money taken from me. Because um, if you don't know, whenever you step into uh, cosmetology in the nail world i know uh you are commission based so you make at most 50 percent of everything you do so if i did a hundred dollar job i only got fifty dollars of it um if i did a six hundred dollar job i only got three hundred dollars of it so um that kind of sucks so i was sick of seeing my paychecks getting cut cut in half so welcome to being an adult (laughs) yeah but but now she don't report none to the IRS. Okay, and if you're listening. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will call the police. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so anyway, I ended up working for myself. I was scared. I remember walking out the building with all of my belongings, not knowing what was to come next. I mean, 
granted, I lived with my, oh, I lived with my grandparents and, um, I didn't have like a home bill, but now I was about to have a rent of a, of a booth, um, my car payment, all the things that I do on my day to day life, um, trying to maintain everything I had and, um, be able to get clients in the door, which, cause I, like I said, I didn't have a whole clientele built up. So I was scared. Um, I, some weeks I was making $200, other weeks I was making like eight. So it was like a wishy-washy situation. If you ever work for yourself, you know that that goes that way sometimes. And so, yeah, I was scared, but about five months in, I was doing better than I had ever in my life. And, um, yeah, so that was really scary. Not knowing what, what I, what was going to be on my books or even if I was going to have anything on my books. So it was kind of cool to know that I created something that was going to be able to be my livelihood, essentially. So I won't say necessarily related to the your business, but when you were up there for school, do you feel like you grew closer to God? Or I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like weird, but like, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like spiritually you grew from that experience at all? Or was it kind of like, eh? Or, well, truly, my heart was on fire for the Lord when I um, first went. I that was chlamydia, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you make me fucking sick. <laughs> See, every time I get a little courage from the Lord, He just comes, and the enemy just comes to kill, steal, and destroy. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Not the enemy. Yeah. The enemy, and he. I'm is, sorry, but, no, but, but for real. You feel so like you- anyway, I was definitely more on fire for the Lord. I was in my, I was praying and and doing everything that I, I really had a real relationship with the Lord. Well, and I still do. Um, however, when I left, uh, I was experiencing new things. Oh, excuse me. Um, what, what are you experiencing? Like people falling out in the spirit, oh. watching demons get delivered from people. Can you do that now? Because we have one no. big ass one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. You're the one that's mean. You're the one full of demons. Yeah. I may be full of demons, but what you full of? <laughs> Semen. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to hell. No, baby. You are. Yeah, Damn I me. keep talking about the Lord and you just keep putting nut all in his name <laughs> i'm sick god bless america um so anyway yeah i don't th- those things were kind of really i know that they happen i hear about them happening in the bible they talk about them happening it's just crazy when it's happening right in front of your face and not every single day but at least once a week um people were falling out in the spirit and like listen i love the lord but don't let him knock me off of my feet because that's gonna give me some demon right because these edges got pressed once literally i just got my hair done right but i will say one thing though like stuff like that like i remember the first time when i went to church and basic and it was mostly just to get away from like the drill sergeants but i remember it was weird i mean like i knew where it was coming from like i went to church for the first time it was a protestant baptist service that they had and (laughs) i thought you said I thought you, I thought you said prostate Baptist. <laughs> That's why you're going to hell. Um, I went there, so I went there, and I remember they were first. He gave a sermon, and it was more so like you know, be strong while you're going through what you're going through. More like because he knows everybody there is at basic training. He's like, look, just you know, God is your rock. Use it. I don't know what it was. Started getting emotional. I was like, it's the spirit of Christ. 
<laughs> was that funny? What was funny about this? <laughs> I don't know if it was That was your mind trying to tell you, I need therapy. No, that's mine saying I need to be closer to Jesus. Um, but no, like, and I started going you every still day. Do. Like, excuse me? And you still do. No, I do. Well, then, like I told Brittany, I was like, honestly, it's just me finding a church that I'm comfortable with. I mean, because being a homosexual in church. Yes, it's it's weird. It's difficult. And just just in in everybody, I mean, for anyone, um, people who are curious, people who've been going a long time and or have believed in God and haven't um, been to church in a while, it's difficult for all of them. And I can't imagine how you feel walking in a church when everybody's talking about that is uh, of the enemy, whatever, whatever. But right, because so I'm gonna share these rainbows. Else. So is the judgments <laughs> that they're casting on you when you walk in that. That's yeah. just literally that. why I quit going to church. Yeah. And it's it's it's. I mean, especially because we're in the South, they're around the Bible Belt, so it's a little bit more stricter here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's churches that have been a lot more progressive over the years, and it's not like there's not any down here in the South. But it's just that finding that church and going to it, like just taking that first step to do it, has always been difficult. So. Another thing that'll make you uncomfortable, but it might have positive effects. Well, I know it will. I mean, because I do, you know, not to, we're not trying to say or talk about religion. I was going to say, time. that could be a whole episode for me because yeah. I yeah. got questions. We, yeah. we we don't have to go there, but that is another thing that could be uncomfortable, but could lead to positivity. And I don't even think you necessarily have to go to a church to find back into your prayer life or to know who the Lord is. I mean, if you just surround yourself or if you have questions, just ask the people that you know who who know the Lord on that level. And I usually read it. Read it? Okay. <laughs> Go off. No, I read, no, the, no. My Reddit is not about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's the on their knees, but it is not for prayer. <laughs> mm, it's you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that. no, I, I agree with what you just said because I am not a church person. But so what about you, Brittany? You got any other stories that may uh, have impacted uh, major uncomfortables? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I was very sure that I needed a career change. What were you about to say? Nothing. Just keep going. No. Go ahead. What's the fat joke now? No, you're not going to read me like that. Hmm. Bible section. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah I knew it. Anyway, I, uh, I, for like the last probably year, two years, I've been very miserable at my job. And I was basically just not sure where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And I was like hardcore searching for a job, putting in for so many jobs. And then it came to the point where I was pretty sure I was going to leave this particular career field that I've been in for 15 years. And that was... I mean, honestly, I don't even, I was like, I don't even know what to do other than this. And am I going to hate it? And I would put in for something and then I would question it and constantly be like, am I making the right decision? And then I'd, you know, apply and then never hear anything. So thanks guys. But, and then honestly, I would, I would beat myself up and be like, look, you're a piece of shit. Nobody wants you. So you can't even find a good fucking job. And then I'd go to work and be miserable because I was just in the trenches again. <laughs> and then a couple, like what, a couple months ago, the opportunity came up where they were like, you know, you can move up. This is a really big step for you. And you'd basically be in charge now. And do you want it? And at first I was like, absolutely fucking not. And then I had so many of my coworkers coming up to me saying, 
I really think you should. I think you'd be great at it. We would love it if you did that, blah, blah, blah. And you keep hearing that and you're like, okay, well, could I be some sort of positive change around here? Because right now we're all kind of going through it. And so I really didn't know if I wanted to, but I finally took the step and put in for it and I actually got it somehow. I don't know how. But, and we're proud of you for it. <laughs> but, you know, now I'm in the position where that my mom was in, so it kind of means a lot. And I followed in her footsteps. And, you know, it was definitely something that was uncomfortable, and I really didn't want to do it. I was so dead set against it. I was like, there's no way I would ever do it. And then somehow I did, and so far, so good. And I actually, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. I'm very pessimistic, and I have a tendency to wait for the other shoe to drop. So right now, I'm like, I'm so much happier than I have been in a long time. But I'm like, what's coming next? I feel like when you look for that expectation, you will always find it. Um, whatever you look for, you will always find it. I mean, mm. if you look through your man's phone and if you want to look for something bad, you're going to find it. I mean, there's just always <laughs> just something that you're going to find. And if you look for the good, you will find it. So I feel like this is destined for you and this is what you were supposed to be doing for sure. Oh, thank you. I am trying to be positive about it. I mean, there's that, like I said, there's that part of me that's like, just trauma has wrecked me so I'm like okay what's coming next the mm -hmm. shoe's gonna drop and I'm trying so hard not to be in that mind space because I don't know so far like this is the best I've felt in a while and I really feel like all of those those jobs that I put in for that I either didn't get or didn't hear back from or I was I had my hopes up about it and it didn't work out like maybe it was it all happened for a reason and like this is where I was supposed to be yeah. I don't know. Brandon, I have a question for you. Um, what is uh, something that you want to do that would make you uncomfortable, but something you have been kind of seeking? You know, it's funny that you say that. And I was going to talk about the church thing before, but we already talked about that. But I wanted to, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like around Charles. Apparently I'm swallowing the Holy Spirit now too. Um <laughs> So, all right. <laughs> no, so around town, like, I've seen, like, they've been posting, like, you know, different sports groups from, like, rugby and, like, soccer and uh, football and shit. I thought about doing that. But then again, I'm like, a bunch of random ass bitches playing sports with them. But I was like, well, why not? So I thought about doing something like that. I mean, and honestly, it's more shit just to do on the weekend. I want to say more on the weekends. But uh, I remember how much we went out, like, Max would play uh, softball. We go out there and, like, just drink while we go out there. So it was a good time. But I was like, well, shit. I was like, it looks like fun. I keep seeing them. So, like, it, for me, like, I don't see shit by coincidence. There's a reason why I'm seeing it. So, like, just the other day, I kept seeing about rugby. Don't know a fucking thing about rugby. I'm like, well, why the fuck not? There was another one for, like, a, a drinking uh, kickball group. I don't need to be playing kickball while I'm drinking because that would be a whole ass mess. Um, you will be the ball the day is kicking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big old ball, baby. Good luck yeah. kicking. One of them big ass beach balls. I'm sorry, you've already called me out several times. I can get one in without you replying, so shut the fuck up and keep talking about your rugby. Nope. You know what she reminds me of? Them fucking medicine balls, heavy as fuck and lumpy, just like that shirt she got on. <laughs> got one. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, but no, like, I've wanted to go out and do something like that because um, it's different. It puts me in that uncomfortable spot. And, I mean... <sighs> Like just doing shit that like you, it's it's different. Um. So yeah, and that's 
something I thought about doing. Um, something different, something new. Um, and I, I personally would say for me, which this is going to sound a little more on the deeper side of things, but um, so I would say therapy. I was. That's why I made that face just now. I was like, oh man, I should have talked about starting therapy. That was so uncomfortable for me, but oof. That's an episode <laughs> on its own. I mean, we've talked about it for us, but yeah, for you, go ahead. Speak on it, sis. Um, I would love to seek therapy, and I feel like I've always had in my mind. I mean, I've been through quite quite amount of things that I feel like if you look at me today, I don't look like what I should have looked like, especially statistically. Like, I don't think I should be where I am. Um, so yeah, I've been through a lot, and but I feel like you should have or the idea most times that people have and me included is that you've had to go through something super traumatic to go to a therapist. But obviously I know that's not the case. Right. I'm just scared of the confrontation that I'm going to have to deal with when they start digging deep. Um, and even just to like lighten my mood sometimes, I mean, I'm a very positive person. I really don't have much negative to say. I like to joke and maybe my jokes might be a little negative, but for the most part, I wouldn't say I'm a negative person. Um, so, yeah, therapy for sure, but uh, it's a working progress. I just don't want to be medicated, and so I just hope that they don't, like, try to push that on me. I think that's what makes me most nervous about therapy, Yeah, which I don't think, by the way, anything is wrong with being medicated. Like, if that works for you, great, but I, for me personally, I just feel like it would put a Band-Aid over how I feel and not truly get to the deeper root of things and then teach me how to cope with those things when I'm triggered. I think it's a mixture though. Like I've seen it work like from a mom when she did therapy, I think medicine if necessary is great with it, but not only medicine alone, like people who just take, um, like I know somebody that takes just medicine, but no, like that, that much therapy that goes with Mm -hmm. it. So it's like, you're not really fixing the problem. You're just slapping a bandaid on a bullet hole and that's not going to do much of anything. Um, because I think it's a mixture of both. Like, Hey, look, I, like, for instance, if you're schizophrenic, there's medicine that you do have to take to kind of mm-hmm. help. Because, I mean, they're bipolar. Just, yeah. I was like, and I just mentioned schizophrenic just off the top of my head. But, like, I've seen individuals that who won't take their medicine that will go to the therapy. But then again, that's cool. You went to therapy and some of the voices agreed to what you said, but not all of them. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, as somebody that can speak on both sides of that, I mean, I am I know for sure that I am the type of person that I would not be able to function without medicine. And I totally agree with what you said, Leticia. There's some people that, and you you probably are one from what you said, like the therapy is great, but you probably don't need the medicine because it, like you said, it would just be, it wouldn't get to the root of the issue. Me, like my brain just doesn't make serotonin. Then that's just, I mean, that's just my brain. I can't help that. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't be able to function without it. But for so long, I was like, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like I can't get out of bed and I and I want to cry every five seconds but I still am not where I need to be like I got to do something else and that's when I started going to therapy and therapy is great it was very uncomfortable because let me tell you something talking to somebody about my feelings was so out of the box for me um I I mean at that point in my life I wouldn't even talk to friends and stuff so talking to a complete stranger was crazy you know what's crazy though like you know how you think that talking to somebody back then about your feelings was like weird I think, like, with all the things that I've done in my life, I've been to, like, people like that. But it's not, like, it's always been work-related. Like, you know, tell me how you feel. Like, for me, it's like, all right, cool. This is how I'm feeling. I mean, or this doesn't really bother me none. Does that make me crazy? No. I mean, some people are better at talking about it. I did it because I was trying to avoid it, the the feelings. 
And it got to the point where it boiled over for me. And I was like, if I don't deal with this, then something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And so that's where it got for me. But, um, you know, some, some people are great at talking about it. And the thing is, like, just being able to get it off your chest to somebody and have them listen is awesome. And my the therapist that I see, she's not a psychiatrist, which are the ones that can, or is it psychologist? One of them can prescribe meds. And they probably would... They probably would be more inclined to push meds, but mine is, she's just a counselor, and she's never once tried to push meds on me, and she, you have to be willing to put in the work instead of just talking about it, because they, and that's where I fall short sometimes, she'll be like, you should do this, this, and this, and I'm like, you know what, you are so right, and then the therapy session's over, and I'm like, what that bitch say? (laughs) So some of the voices were agreeing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, but no, it was, it was very uncomfortable, but it was probably... I mean, honestly, probably helped save my life. So, I mean, well, that's awesome that you made yourself aware of, hey, this is getting out of hand. And if I don't do something, then I need to. It's funny that you said self-aware. I literally was just talking to her about this yesterday. I was like, you know, if anybody that I know that Brittany is pretty, you know, self-aware about how she's doing and what she knows that's going on. And she's able to identify like, hey, look, I'm not okay because of this. So not many people can do that. Some people rather just ignore it and just keep it moving. And I was like that before therapy because it kind of helps you become self-aware and it helps you become more self-aware of what the people around you are going through. Like if me and you were to get into an argument or something before, I don't even know why. Like it's not like my therapist said, okay, you need to do this to do this. Like I don't even remember how it happened or why it happened. But now I'm able to see things from other people's point of view better. And I don't, it, it just is like, if you get mad at me and I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay, am I, am I the drama? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Not always, bitch. Okay. But I'll, I'll try to look at it from like your point of view. And, and I'm just using you as an example, but I'm like that with everybody. I'm like, okay, I need to look at this from their point of view. This is probably how they're feeling. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's been a great thing. I recommend it for people and. You know, it's not for everybody, but I definitely always tell people, hey, you should try it because you never know. It could end up being a great thing. I want to want to say something really quick that's off topic from what everybody's saying. So Belle is currently in the studio with us, and she's laying right beside me. And then we also have a special another guest that's in here that's not on the podcast today. <laughs> she and Bella are laying down exactly on the floor, <laughs> and it's adorable. And I love it. Well, and uh, she, one of them was about to pa- pass out. <laughs> on the wall before she decided to lay her butt down. Yeah, Shakira's here again. She's not speaking, but she's, you know, moral support. Exactly. But next time, don't worry, we won't get it back on. We had to go through a, a couple people on the podcast because they asked and always down to have them on. However, comma, we don't ever get none set up, so finally got that done. So, proud of that. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Well, we definitely, we covered a lot. Yeah. A lot of. Core, I don't want to say core changes, but a lot of chain or choices we've made that put us in predicaments that ended up being good, surprisingly. Especially the ministry one. When I tell you, bitch, you threw me and dad for a loop whenever dad's like, she's going to be a priest or some shit. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what? Mind you, his dad wants nothing to do with any of that. No, my favorite thing in the story I tell everybody, especially because, uh, you know, the people that, not Mormons, but there was like a, there's like a Southern Baptist church that was coming and there was a bunch of older black ladies that were walking down the driveway and that walks inside. He's like, yeah, they tried to get me to a church. I told him I praise Satan, told him to get the fuck off the lawn. I'm like, <laughs> oh and that's why you're going to hell, daddy. <laughs> yep. Sorry to say it. 
Yep. And he, he'll tell you, he, he's Mexican. He can build an AC unit and keep it going. He'll be good to go. Oh, so. my God. Yes, he's like, uh, <laughs> Dad told us uh, for a long time, he's like, I'll be outside the pearly gates. I'll just, you know, leave me a little shed with some AC. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, guys, I appreciate y'all's time today, especially you, you, Leticia. Thank you for coming by. Since you always say, I don't want to invite you. I um, just feel like I should have been the first one, but, like, you know, whatever. Go ahead. Go off. <laughs> I mean, you, you've mentioned her a few times in different episodes, so now they finally know who the hell you're talking about. Right, and if you want to fight with number one, number one is over here to my left, so you can go ahead and throw to his hands. I'll be glad to watch. No, I'm, I'll be glad to just get pushed out the window. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It I is raining, never. too. I'm pretty sure y'all probably heard the thunder. It is storming. And the thunder rolls. And the lightning strikes. You're welcome. <laughs> Nothing, guys. We're going to move on from that. Um, well... Again, guys, appreciate y'all listening. You can always find us at Friday at 10 on Spotify, Apple Mute, oh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio now, which, guys, if it's not working on iHeartRadio, I'm sorry, but iHeartRadio is trash as far as, like, the creator side of it. They don't let you log back in, and I have no way to see if this thing is running. So y'all need to let me know. If it's not coming through iHeartRadio, let me make some phone calls. I get Ryan Seacrest on the phone. We'll pick it. <laughs> not Ryan. <laughs> Whoever's, whoever hosts that thing. Um, Ryan's boss. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> boss. Somebody gonna lose day job. Yeah. Ryan, um, count your days. But Brittany, do you have anything to say before we wrap up for this lovely week of the pumpkin patch? Um, yeah. Don't do the fucking love and honor thing. I'm not. Okay. Um, everybody have a great week and check out some hot interracial porn. <laughs> Prison six. <laughs> Prison six. All right, don't go blowing your well, pumpkin no, you seed. You didn't even ask her. What? If she's got something to say before we go. Oh, sorry, I forgot we have a guest. Leticia, you have something to say before <laughs> we Bitch, go? you cannot miss me. I do not blend in with these walls. I'm right, nothing she, small she, about look, me. When we got a four square room that we're in, you got one whole section. She's got the other half. And you got uh, the whole. Oh, and what do you think that? you take up? We both Barney's. We both sit here. So we see each other. Big old Barney. Yeah, I just want to say you never gave me a clap once for this whole entire thing. <laughs> Oh shit! On oh, my bad. It even do it. The rate, the volume's down. No, we we can we oh. went through this. We can hear it, but they can't. My bad. Jesus. You oh, should have uh, said, um, and Leticia, thanks for being on the podcast. Click, 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 click. Oh. Look at that fat bitch over there. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Wait. They didn't hear the laughs, but whatever. We get the point. Oh, my God. You guys, suck at this. Guys, check us out on our platforms. And if you have anything to say, make sure you leave it on Spotify, Apple Music, thepunkinpatch.com, or bb.punkin.patch at gmail.com. And the BB does not stand I for bareback. I thought you were about to say BBW. <laughs> 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 That's right. I like my girls. Yeah, easy lines with you. Yes. Um, um, and if it's negative reviews, suck my dick. That's right. all. Goodbye. Secret numbers 11. 11, Sprout. 11. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>